Welcome back, beautiful people, to the second episode of my podcast, Coffee with Kayla. It is your girl, Kayla, and today we'll be kicking off the series, Who is God and Why Does He Love Me? So today I'll be discussing that God is a father. So I know many of us have different relationships with our dads, whether your relationship with your dad is great, fantastic, bad, decent, and maybe even some non-existent. And to those who have had really bad experiences with their dads, um, I don't I don't really want to say a whole lot, like, you know, whether like he was an abuser, whether he was, I don't know, you know, I truly from the bottom of my heart am sorry and I do understand and I want to understand if I don't. So with all of that, um, I don't know what your view of your dad is. And if I'm going to be honest, I would love to know. But I also want to remind you guys that your dad is not God. And I know you're like, oh, Kayla, like, why would you say that? You guys will understand what I mean when we get deeper into this podcast. So I'm going to say it again. Your dad is not God. Okay? Your dad is not the Heavenly Father that we call Abba. So Abba is father in Aramaic. We'll get into that a little bit more also later in the podcast. But what happens if I told you guys that there is a deeper, more intimate meaning behind the word Abba that we will get into once again later in the episode. So before we really get the gears running, I know I'm going to be asking you guys a mass of questions, okay? A great series of questions that I'm going to give you guys about like maybe like 10 to 15 seconds to think about in the podcast. Probably hit like a little cute like music series or something, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, so the first question that I want you guys to really ask yourself is um, when you do hear people talking about dads or fathers or whatever you guys call your fathers or dads or whatever, you know, what are your first initial thoughts um are they positive are they negative are they neutral where where's that going um second when you see things or hear things that remind you of your childhood was your dad there and if he was how did you feel and if he wasn't how did you feel were you sad were you happy were you frustrated disappointed Another question, when in a group and talking, you know, about dads, like, you know, like, pretend like, you know, you're kicking it back with your friends and, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, well, my dad did X, Y, Z. Oh, bro, that's cool. My dad does X, Y, Z. You know, you're just sitting there and it gets to you. How would you describe him? How would you describe your relationship with him? But here is the biggest, biggest question I guess I'll be posing to you guys tonight or today or whatever time that you're listening Um, what words do you associate your dad with? Do you associate him with the word rude, absent, happy, sad? What words do you associate him with? So I'm going to give you guys about 10 seconds, maybe 15, just to think about that. And maybe even just grab a piece of paper or, like, you know, if you're on your phone, just open your notes app and just write maybe, like, three to five words of the words that you associate your dad with.
themselves. So just a quick question that I want to introduce you guys to is, have you guys ever heard something called the God concept? Um, I'm saying it again, have you guys ever heard something called the God concept? So if you guys have, that is super amazing, and you already know what you're going to talk about. Well, what we're going to talk about. If you have not, that is even more awesome, because now I'm going to be the one to introduce it to you. <laughs> so basically, the God concept is how a person perceives or sees God through the events, actions, or people in our lives. So I know you may be thinking, like, why is that important? Like, Kayla, yeah, people people do stuff in our lives that affects how I see just the whole world, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay, cool. I get that. But it's really important because this actually affects our outlook on how we see God, which is our Father and our, our outlook on life. So, um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but, like, have you guys ever heard of some people saying, like, oh, like, don't put God in a box or don't limit the power of God? Um, I hope you guys have because um, it's the absolute truth. If not, this is the first time that you're hearing it. That's rad. But don't put God in the box. Like, don't limit his power because, you know, it's the truth. You know, God is almighty, all-powerful, you know, and we tend to put him in a box, basically. We tend to limit him through a worldly, earthly lens and not who he really is. You know what I'm saying? Um, the purpose behind me asking you guys all those questions prior, you know, about your fathers um, is due to the fact that we tie what happens to us in this world to the one above, which is God, our father. So no one on earth truly interacts with God as he really is. Everyone, every single one of us, okay, everyone interacts with God through the very concept that we have of him. So I'm going to say that again. Every one of us interacts with God through the very concept that we have of him. So with so many things happening around us, especially the actions of our parents, obviously in this episode, we're going to be talking more about fathers. Um, we associate those things with God, especially love. Yes, I said love, L-O-V-E, ladies and gents, but um, I won't be talking about relationships um, in this series, so that will be coming up soon. If y'all want to look forward to that and pray on that for me, that'd be great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, as a big thing that men and women of God say often is Jesus loves you. And yes, it is very, very true. But if we really look into that view, into that aspect, a lot of people don't know what love is or who love truly is. So what I mean by that is when we think of love, we think of what the people around us have given us or what they deem is love. So, you know, little Susie might associate um, love with an abuser. Every time he hits her or every time that he gives her a gift after he hurts her, that's what she thinks as love. You see where I'm going with this? A friend, you know, little Johnny's friend says, hey, yo, bro, like, I love you, you know, like, let's go hang out tomorrow, and then cancels last minute. His friend is a friend of empty promises, but he thinks, little Johnny thinks that is love. You know what I'm saying? You guys see where I'm going with this, right? So whatever love is in your eyes, our God concept is that's how God is. That's how God loves. And that is not the case. Okay? So when people hear that Jesus loves you, 
they associate him, the epitome of love, with the worldly thing, you know? So I know a lot of us have been heartbroken by people, if not boyfriends or girlfriends, um, our parents, you know? Like, I would consider my first heartbreak um, from my dad, if we're just going to be honest, you know? And however they loved us, that is exactly how we perceived love, okay? You guys see where I'm going, and I really hope you guys are catching my drift, okay? So with this whole God concept and knowing what it is, I want you guys just to ask yourself. So this is my example, okay? How does me perceiving my father as absent affect how I see God? And then I want you guys to fill in that blank. How does me perceiving my father as fill in the blank affect how I see God? I'm going to give you guys about like 10, 15 seconds. All right, loves, welcome back um, from that just little break. Um, I really hope you guys know that you guys can also pause the podcast. Um, I'm not saying take notes, but it's like if you guys feel like like that's your way of learning because that is mine. I would like just like pause and like take notes, like re-listen to the questions, write them down, and then just like really like ponder these things. Um, but yeah, so just going back to the topic of this podcast, um, ABBA. You know, that's going to be the title. But um, in Aramaic, Abba means father, right? So in the scripture, Jesus had called God Abba in the book of Mark, chapter 14, verse 36. Um, or just Mark 14, verse 36. Um, while he was crying um, to God in the garden of Gethsemane. Asking Abba to take the cup, which was death, away from him if it was in his will. Um... Abba is used a couple more times in the New Testament, but Jesus, the Son of God, calls God Abba in distress and anguish, asking him to take the cup away if it was in his will. So we're going to um, rewind that back a second. So I told you guys about the Garden of Gethsemane. So Jesus and a couple of his disciples were actually walking up to the garden, and um, he stopped and had the disciples basically keep watch as he's praying. Jesus went up a little bit more and just spent some alone time with God. In really easy terms... Um, Jesus was like, yo, bro, like, I don't want to do this. You know, like, I, I'm scared. Like, he was actually so scared to the point that he was sweating blood. Yes, friends, blood. And, um, you know, like, this was moments before he got arrested and then eventually crucified on the cross. And he was, he was scared. He's like, God, like, if I'm be honest, like, I don't want to do it. But if this is what I need to do, Abba, you know, Father, let your will be done. I will obey. I will obey you. You know? And um, as I said, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, um, that Abba had a deeper meaning, right? So with some of the research that I had put into this, um, Abba also means, Father, I will obey you. So if y'all didn't know, like I said, Jesus was praying to God in the garden before his death. And he called on God to take the cup away from him if it was in his will, which is once again Mark fourteen thirty two to thirty six. If you want the full thing, um, Jesus said that he was going to do whatever was in the Father's will, which is the obeying part. Abba, Father, I will obey. You know, so when you pray, you know, Abba, you are saying, Father, I will obey you, and then obviously you continue the rest of your prayer. 
you know, you know, with grace, with thanks, your needs, your wants, just your honest thoughts and honest conversation with the father, you know, but when you say Abba, you're saying, father, I will obey you, you know, and um, as believers, you know, we know that God is our father, but at the same time, do we really know? So some questions that I do want to ask you guys is what God concepts are you still holding on to? So those are for my believers to my unbelievers, you know, who are questioning if there is a God, who God is and just tuning in to just this podcast. I really want to let you guys know that Abba, God, our father created you for a purpose. I'm not saying that God didn't also create the believers, but the believers have that mindset that they already know that they're known and that they're loved. I want to let you guys know who are looking you know, for something to fulfill you. Like, God created you for a purpose, and he is a father to you no matter who you are, how you identify, your race. No matter who you are, he created you in your mother's womb. And that is in Psalms 30, 139, sorry. And he made you beautifully and wonderfully. And, you know, as a child, personally, I felt like that my dad was not present, you know. I used to associate him with the words rude, absent, or just, I just straight up told people, oh, I don't like talking about him. And um, even though it was very tough, um, God made sure to provide and remind me that he was there, that he was still there and that he never left. And he provided me with many different father figures, um, financial blessings, a home, a mom and siblings you know like and so much more you know he is a father and in the word he actually says that he will never leave us nor will he forsake us that he is the one who stays a father is meant to provide and love his children the way that god loves us obviously our fathers are not going to live up to the standard of god because our fathers are not god let me emphasize that our fathers are not god you know but i want you guys to know that god abba is a father who keeps his promises who loves even when we don't listen to him even if we don't live up to the god i'm sorry i didn't obey you today even if you know we messed up even though you know we did something that we weren't supposed to do last night and we just feel it in our soul whether you are a witch, a tarot card reader, someone who casts spells, I know people are naming them many different things. I want you guys to know that there is a father out there who does love you. And his name is God. And we get to call him Abba and so many different names that I'll be bringing up later on in this series. But I want you guys to know mostly that the Heavenly Father provides. And Jesus knew that. And so did many other people throughout the Bible. Um, so I'm actually going to bring up Romans um, 4, 20, 20, verse, Romans chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. It brings up Abraham. So long story short, Abraham was the first man chosen by God for a role in the plan of redemption. Um, Abraham was also known as the father of many nations. So for the people that don't know, long story short, um, humans... God made humans perfect, okay? But when Adam 
and Eve were created. Eve ate from the tree. They both ate from the tree. And um, they were aware of a lot of things. And, um, yeah. And they... No, I'll just tell y'all the quick story. So, God created Adam. Adam named the the animals and all the beautiful things. And God said it wasn't good for a man to be alone. So, he made Adam a woman. Okay? She was actually not given a name until later on in Genesis. And um, God had given them orders. And one of them was to not eat from a specific tree in the garden. They had so many other things in the garden. So much food, so much, just everything was provided for them, okay? And um, a serpent had told Eve and just basically deceived Eve, like, oh, but did he really say you can't eat from the tree? And she took an apple from the tree, or we actually don't even know what type of fruit it was, if we're going to be honest. But that's what a lot of people say. So she took the apple from the tree, she bit into it, then she handed it to Adam, Adam bit into it. And then they were aware that they were naked. Yes, guys, I said naked. <laughs> and um, they made clothes. And then um, when they heard God's voice, they actually ran and hid. And God was calling out, my children, like, where are you? You know? And they were like, you know, they were hiding. They were ashamed. And they were aware that they were naked. And God was like, who said that you guys were naked? And then the woman said the serpent and God had asked if they had eaten from the tree and that was the fall of man where man was deemed imperfect so with Abraham Abraham was actually one of the first men chosen by God for a role in the plan of redemption which actually leads to the coming of Christ such a beautiful story um so if y'all so with the whole thing with Abraham um God had made him and his wife, Sarah, a promise that they were going to bear children. So for people that really didn't know, um, <laughs> people in the Bible actually aged for a minute. Like we talking about like 400, 500 years old plus, you know, but God had literally made them a promise. And, you know, Abraham was like, yeah, like, amen. And, you know, his wife was kind of doubtful. Like, you know what? No, like go sleep with someone else. We could bear children for you, you know? I'll give you this woman so you get so you know we could have kids, you know. And Sarah was kind of doubtful, just kind of pushing God off like God, like you know, it's like God, I'm way out of the age range. Like you can't do this. But God can, you know? So, um I'm bringing up Romans because this is what it says. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. You guys, I want you guys to know that our father above God, Abba, is a promise keeper. He is not one who says something is going to happen and then it doesn't happen. The only reason why we think that is because we are a microwave society when God is a stove God. Let me explain. With microwaves, we literally put it in for a couple minutes and then it's ready. But you don't bake a cake in the microwave. When God tells you something and when God said you're going to do something, he's going to give you the ingredients to make that something. He's not just going to give it to you in a cute little box. He also wants you to work for it. God is a father who loves 
and who disciplines and who is jealous for his children. God is a promise keeper. He made Abraham a promise and he kept it. You know, so for everyone, you know, all who receive Christ, which means, you know, giving your life and declaring him as father, you know, you guys become his children, his sonship, you know, God wants you to call him father and he wants to call you his son or his daughter. I don't know what you guys have made your gods or what you guys idolize or worship, you know, but I can guarantee you that those things will not heal you the witchcraft won't heal you the tarot cards won't heal you the crystals won't heal you they won't bring you the man or woman of your dreams but god can you know what i'm saying um i was gonna say something but that's for a different podcast um <laughs> but i just those things won't satisfy you that's why we always go and want more. A lot of some people could praise alcohol, praise drugs, praise their cards, praise their spells. Those things will never satisfy you. That's why you're consistently going back to them. You know, in the word, specifically in the book of Second Corinthians, Paul, um, one of the many writers of, you know, in the Bible, had actually warned the people against idolatry. So idolatry basically is anything or anyone that you put higher than God. Near the end of the chapter, chapter, uh, yeah, yeah, near the end of the chapter, um, specifically chapter six, um, God says, therefore, come out and be separate. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing. You know, this as oh my goodness sorry guys um oh my gosh this is so beautiful like god wants to be your father he wants you to come to him because he knows that he can satisfy you he can heal the deepest traumas that you feel like no one understands whether it's rape whether it's a porn addiction whether it's the drugs whether it's you can't stop sleeping with people because it's the only thing that satisfies you. God knows and he sees those things, but he still wants to call you his son and his daughter. Don't allow this temporary earthly world and the people within it ruin your opportunity to meet and receive the love of a father who won't leave, who won't forsake you, who wants to call you his own who wants to heal you, who wants to nurture you, who wants to bless you with other and sisters who truly want to love you. This father keeps his promises, as I told you guys in Romans 4, 20 through 21. Abba is such a beautiful thing. Father, I will obey you. God is a father. And as his kids, we need to obey him. You know, to my brothers and sisters in Christ, what is something that God is putting in your heart that he has been pushing you to do for days, weeks, months, maybe even years? And then to my, to my non-believers, or as I like to call you guys, to my future brothers and sisters in Christ, what is in your heart? What is something that's consistently like, stirring up in your heart or in your mind? 
What is stopping you from attending the church down the street? Back to my men and women of God, what is stopping you from preaching the gospel? What's stopping you from inviting someone to church? My friends, the father is a great listener. He knows all, okay? We are, we, we got that. He knows all. So he knows what you did last night. <laughs> he knows what you're doing this present moment. And if this sounds creepy, respectfully, I'm sorry. But it's true. He knows everything. He really does. But that doesn't mean he doesn't want you to talk to him. Just because someone knows a lot about you doesn't mean they still don't want to hear from you. The father wants to hear from you. What are your likes? What are your dislikes? What upsets you? What did you do last night? What did you do today? What did you have for dinner? The father loves those conversations. And I'm going to give an example. Um, I talk to God on a daily basis. Um, through my school, I do. I'm Like I said, yes, I'm a college student. You know, I will literally sit and be like, God, I really don't want to do this. Like, I hate my writing to class. I don't like this class. But God, I'm at this school f for a reason. And I just pray that you guide me. No, and I'll actually ask God, you know, how are some people doing? Who should I check on today? And he'll give me names. But the thing is, though, with that, my loves, is you guys have to actually sit and listen. We can't just pray and then get upset when we don't hear an answer when we don't want to be still. It really says in the word, in the word, be still and know that I am God. I want you guys to understand that prayer is isn't something that you read off a paper or something that you memorize you know like you know you can memorize bible verses to just declare you know but prayer is a daily conversation with the father you know like god thank you for today how are you doing today i've asked god that you know what i'm saying like he likes those conversations you know he does listen and he speaks but you guys just need to sit down be still and just listen he is a father and he wants a relationship with you. He stays when it's tough. Even though he knows what you have done, what you did, what you will do. But he still wants to be your father and he still wants you to be his son or daughter. So let me ask you guys, what is stopping you from calling God your father? What is stopping you from receiving his love? Pour out your heart to him, friends. Even if you don't believe, you should be like, yo, God, like, this girl said something on her podcast that you listen to me. This is what I'm going through. And he'll listen. And they'll just, there's this, like, this wave of peace and understanding that this love that he gives so beautifully. Pour your heart, pour your heart out to him, friends. He's listening and he loves you. I'm just going to pray this out real quick. Um, Abba, I just say thank you so much for every listener on this podcast. I lift up every brother and sister and soon-to-be brothers and sisters whose God concept is obscured due to the world. I pray that you open their eyes and their hearts to you, Jesus, that you give a sense of peace and understanding of who you are. And I just also pray that there would just be a longing for you, God, 
and that you would surround them with brothers and sisters in Christ who truly do love them and wants to hold them accountable no matter what they have done. I just pray Lord, that as believers, Lord, as men and women of God, that we just lavish the grace on our future brothers and sisters, just as you lavish your grace over us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you do and let your will be done in Jesus' name. I obey you, Lord. Abba, let your will be done. Amen. Thank you, beautiful, beautiful people for listening in on today's podcast. And I will talk to you guys soon. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye.